Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We are special breakfast people here at Pantsu Politics, but not just when Beth and I are on the road. The truth is, I want something warm from the oven every Saturday morning and Sunday morning. It's just the truth. It makes it feel special, makes it feel exciting. I don't want to work at it. So the first time I ever saw Wild Grain, which is bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries, I was obsessed. You guys, I've been a member for over a year. It's amazing. It's so easy. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. You can fully customize your wild grain box. You can choose any combination of breads, pastas, pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. And for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit to start your subscription. Sometimes I make one single croissant just for me because I want to feel special and they're so good. You heard me. Free croissants in every box. And $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. That's wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. Or you can use promo code pantsuit at checkout. We've had some sleep and have further thoughts of the debate. And so do you. We're sharing both on today's episode of The Briefcase. This is Sarah from the left. And Beth from the right. You're listening to Pantsuit Politics. No shouting, no insults, plenty of nuance. Welcome to The Briefcase. Before we get started, we'd love to ask you guys if you have a chance to leave us iTunes reviews. We know it's a clunky process, but it helps other people find Pantsuit Politics. And you can also follow us on Facebook or Twitter at PantsuitPolitik.com. Wait, just at PantsuitPolitik. We also want to thank Sean for becoming a regular supporter of Pantsuit Politics and, of course, our all-star subscribers, Christine, Sydney, Nicolette, and Paige, without whom our show would not be possible. So thank you all very much. So let's dive in. I've had a little sleep. I'm feeling much more positive about the debates, <laughs> mainly because the news seems to be universal and um, the conclusion that she, she whooped up on him. She whooped up on him a little bit. I think there are two topics that we did not explore in our sleep-deprived state that we should talk about today. One is the interrupting, and the other is sort of the influence of experience in this cycle. Well, I do want to say one thing before we get started on that, too. I could read psychological rundowns of the traps she set for him and how he walked right into him like the whole donald thing i had no idea he didn't like to be called donald i could read that stuff all day long in fact i have been for the last two days 
<laughs> yeah, I, think- I mean, there was nothing unintentional that she did. Yeah, it was so awesome. And I just thought all that was so brilliant. And like, like reading all the take aparts of each little thing, she like, he doesn't like to talk about the money he got from his dad. And he doesn't like to do this. And, and I told my husband, I was like, Oh, well, I'm worried, like, he's going to be onto her, her, her shtick now. But I don't, he thinks he's won based on the internet polls. And I don't know if he's really capable of then totally switching courses and practicing and being controlled. Do you? I just think he gets bored with anything that's hard and tedious mm-hmm. and that he refuses to do the work. I mean, maybe we start with the experience issue on that. I was having this text exchange with Dante about it the next day. And I said, you know, here's what bugs me. He's setting this precedent that you must have her level of experience to be in this process. And that's just not true. No one has had her level of experience entering this process. What do you mean he feels like he's setting that precedent? I think that we're all going to walk away from this thinking, well, clearly an outsider can't do this job. And I don't think that's the fact. Now, do I think that you should strike out um, for public office beginning with the presidency? I do not. But I don't think that you need to have spent your entire life in civil service, public service to be able to seek a pretty high office because I think there are people who have an ability to make decisions that transcends organizations, industries, expertise. You know, decision-making is a skill, and there are people, not a lot of them, but there are people who are really good at that, who have the right mix of humility to know what all the inputs for a good decision are, and then also the confidence to just make it and own it and see it through. You know, I know a handful of people who I would trust to run about any kind of company or any kind of government entity because they have that skill. And that's what he's been selling, but he doesn't have that because he doesn't have the humility on the input side. Like you can just see he's not willing to learn anything. And I don't want people to look at this and think no outsider can do this. It's just that he's not the right person to do this and doesn't have the discipline and work ethic to do it. So I don't think that being president is about just the type of decision-making skills you have. I think that you do need skills in government. And I think you do. In fact, I will, you know, throw one of my favorite people under the bus and say that I think the problems Barack Obama has had, particularly in his first term, came from his lack of governing experience. And I think, you know, Bill Clinton... Even George W. Bush were had had skills because they were, they had did have executive ex, executive governing experience. I don't subscribe to the belief that our federal government is just like any other corporation and needs to be run like a corporation. I think it's a totally different animal, and I do think that you need not extensive governing experience, but some governing experience. I think you need as somebody out there like knocking on doors and running for office. I think that. You know, you do need to have elective um, experience when you had to go out and campaign and shake hands and meet people. And, you know, I don't necessarily think that anybody's going to take away from Donald Trump that you don't need any of that, particularly if he loses, because I think it's going to be, well, it doesn't work like that. You can't just roll in, be a rock star and win. But I don't know. Yeah, I I don't think it, I don't think the federal government is a corporation or should be run exactly like one. But I but I do think there are private sector skills that are super valuable 
And I think Trump has oversold his mastery of those skills in a way that diminishes them. And that bugs me. But he's just lazy. That's what this is. He is lazy. I think he, if he applied himself, would do this. I mean, I also just don't think he has those skills. I don't think he has, and what I mean is, I don't think he has the corporate skills either. Nothing I've ever read about Donald Trump's business history speaks to some, you know, business, you know, amazing skills, or I'm trying to think of the word, um... He has branding acumen, and I think acumen. that's as far acumen. as it Acumen, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, I mean, I think he's in a brand, but that doesn't mean you're a good – I don't think he's run, good at running his businesses. And, I mean, in, in fact, it was brought up during the debates that perhaps the reason he doesn't want to release his tax returns is because he doesn't – he's either, you know, operating at a loss, and so that definitely speaks to his business skills, um, or he just doesn't make as much money as he claims he does, so – well, you can tell that there is just such insecurity with him about all of that, too, because I think the the good house, the not good housekeeping, the Miss Housekeeping, Miss Piggy, horrible um, incident that, that he then doubled up. down on the next day. Cause yeah, because he just of can't. Of course, he can't. He just can't. He just he can't. It's so true. But see, that's a great example, because. I think the way to respond to that, this is not a good response, is a horrible thing to say. But I think the seasoned politician or person who's working hard at this responds by saying something like, you know, I hope the American people understand that in some respects, I have been playing a character for a long time to build my brand. And part of that character has been this brashness. And I have taken that too far sometimes. I certainly did in this respect. I apologize. I regret it. And I understand that I'm seeking an office that requires a different standard of behavior now. And you'll see that from me. Like, I think if he would just do something like that, people He's would not say. not capable of that. Yeah. He, but he, yeah, he won't even do the work to come up with you know, a, a reasonable apology explanation and almost redemption, redemption story. I think if he said something like that, people would applaud him, you know, because we like to reform our centers in this country. Um, but he just won't, he won't put the time in. I mean, I don't think he is in the, I don't think he's bad at business because he is stupid. I think he's bad at business because he has no self-awareness or self-control. And the, mm-hmm. anybody that would be capable of what you just described would have to have some, <laughs> so just a modicum of self-control and self-awareness. And I just don't think he does. Right. I agree with you. So his comments about Hillary Clinton's experience are interesting. Just as I don't want him to tarnish the outsider brand, I don't want women to have to have the level of experience that Hillary Clinton has to, mm. to you know, this is such a classic case of um, overqualification almost, yeah. <laughs> if that's a thing with respect to the presidency. And I think that he tried an interesting angle on that. Like, well, yeah, she has experience, but it's bad experience. One of our listeners, Brianna, asked on Twitter, like, what could that mean? Yeah. If you're looking for a very quick salon quality, but not salon priced manicure, Olive and Jean has you covered. We've talked about Olive and Jean's Manny system before. It has everything that you need for a professional manicure in one box, salon grade tools, your choice of six polishes. Those polishes are going to last you for seven days or more. The cost breaks down to about $2 a manicure. Olive and June also has press-ons if you want. 
What I love though, is that Olive and June each season is coming out with new colors. And I just got a set of spring and summer colors in quick dry polish. And they say this dries in about a minute. It seemed dry to me in about 30 seconds. It was not kidding about being quick dry. I also love the light colors in this set. There is a huge range. My favorite one is called Kitten. It's like a pinkish gray. The quick dry polish gives you full coverage in one or two coats. It lasts for more than five days and it is offered in more than 40 cruelty-free and vegan polishes. Olive and June just understands what's happening in our lives, that we need to move quickly, but we want to look great and feel great and have fun in the process. Visit oliveandjune.com slash for 20% off your first system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash P-A-N-T-S-U-I-T for 20% off your first Manny system. Just finished A Court of Thorns and Roses and craving another fantasy world to devour? Dipsy's got you. Dive into spicy enemies to lovers' tales or embark on an epic romance between immortal fae and sworn foes. They've got fantasy romance stories perfect for your morning walk, late night, or long bath. Dipsy is an app full of short, spicy audio stories. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. And there's a growing library of fantasy series with werewolves, Greek gods and goddesses, Regency-era historical fiction, and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash pantsuit. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash pantsuit. dipsystories.com slash pantsuit. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Can I get something off my chest? Every day I feel a little pang of sadness. Because I think about Griffin going away to college. Y'all, he's a freshman in high school. This is not healthy or normal. This is why I have it on my list of things to talk to my therapist about. We all carry around these things. Big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us. Therapy is a safe space to get these things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. You gotta get it off your chest. And you can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash pantsuit today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash pantsy well and it was so ridiculous like it was you're been fighting a isis your entire adult life like he just can't even if he has a, a decent point he always takes it so far that's a really good point sarah because there is a like there's the beginning of something true or at least that speaks to a certain part of the electorate in what he's saying Like, I could make the point, well, yes, Hillary Clinton has extensive experience. However, I question the results that she has produced during her time in office, right? And you could go down that path and make a good case. But he doesn't do that. Instead, he's just, like, he just uses such hyperbole and it's been a disaster. And he conflates what she had responsibility for versus what she didn't. I don't know. 
I think that we're having this really great nuanced conversation on experience, but I talk to a lot of people who say about Donald Trump, I mean, I know he's a buffoon. He, they don't use the word buffoon. I know he's sort of crazy, but I, you know, at least he hasn't had the experience. It's like that is an asset that he's in, you know, that's sort of outsider, no experience situation. So you just, you never know. A fresh perspective can be an asset. If the person is willing to follow through and say, okay, what do I need to learn here? And I just, I don't see that capability in him. No, no, not at all. Let's talk about the interrupting. I feel bad because I'm an interrupter. I feel bad judging Donald Trump's interrupting because I interrupt so often. In fact, our listeners email, not regularly, but (laughs) um, occasionally and say, stop interrupting Beth, but you... So I feel I feel sort of like a hypocrite. Well, I think that's an interesting point to bring up because this is an issue that ties me in knots over whether it's gendered or not. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, mean there's, I, I think it is. Can you say more about that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I interrupt. I'm an interrupter. Um, Beth has very... Uh, Uh, graciously said that it's just because she realizes my brain is getting so it's not because I don't care what she said it's because I'm I'm like oh yeah and this like I I love how our conversations build and I just want to get there really fast this is also why I love to listen to every podcast at twice the speed um but for him and as a woman I also absolutely understand whatever they're calling on the internet man interrupting where He's not listening to her and is excited to move the conversation forward. He's not listening to her at all. And the, the frequency which with he interrupted her in the first 30 minutes, I mean, I think it would be difficult not, it would be make, difficult to make the case that it wasn't gendered. I think I agree with you. I've, I've spent some time thinking about this because I am aware of interruption in our conversations because our listeners have pointed it out. I really didn't notice it before our listeners started pointing it out. And maybe that's because, as a couple of articles that I've read have have stated, you just get used to this as a woman. Mm. You just get used to being talked over. You get used to not being able to complete your sentences. And that does happen to me all the time in professional settings. So I guess that in one sense, I sort of applaud Hillary Clinton for just rolling with it as she did in the debate. In another sense, that's not great that we can all just roll with it. Yeah, it is. It's well, and I think what's super gendered about it, it's not just that women are used to it. It's that women, for the most part, can't get away with interrupting like that. And you can you could tell you know, that she has to be so careful with how she responds to his interrupting, right? So it's not just that he's doing it, that she's not doing it. It's that the way in which she reacts to that, those interruptions, um, she's walking this tightrope as well. And I think that's the gendered component of all that. I love the idea, you know, I don't know if any, if you read this about the women in the Obama White House, about how they had this amplification thing. Have you read about this? No. They had this strategy that when a man would interrupt or when they would, when a woman would say something in a meeting at the White House, the other women would amplify it. So they would repeat it and give her credit. Like they purposely did it to sort of get out the gendered way we speak 
both the interrupting, men taking credit, women just talking less generally. And so, I mean, I don't think there's much debate that there is there is a gendered component to how we speak and how we speak to each other. And I just think that he's, his interrupting in particular was so extreme. And, you know, I think that – I finally remember the guy's name because Dylan Matthews on Vox talked about it. I think it's so interesting. It goes right back to what happened to her Senate campaign with Lazio. He came after her. He demanded, like, that she sign this thing. He was all up in her podium. And, and what I thought was really interesting in Dylan Matthews' piece, he said, you know, with race, if you say something racist – you get a you get a little a little bit of an out. You can say, "Oh well, I'm just not being politically correct," and which is what Donald Trump does. But if you are being sexist, in particular, if you're being you know, ov- like overtly sexist in the way you treat a woman, there's not really an out like that. It's just impolite, and people really don't like it. People really don't like it when people are rude or disrespectful to women. And I think that she um, took full advantage of that. I wish the conversation could not have a victim-y or sort of whining overtone that, that people who hate this kind of discussion can pull out of it. What I would rather say than, oh, gosh, all of us poor women get interrupted all the time is, hey, hey, y'all, you're being rude. And it's a sign of strength for a woman to be able to endure that and not be rude back to you. I I don't think that she behaved as a victim and I saw it as a sign of strength in her, the way she handled it. And I'd like to see more of that in the coverage. I agree. I agree. Applauding applauding that strength. It's very different. I mean, it's again, it's just, it's such a tightrope, how she reacts, how she speaks. It's just, and I think that was so, what was so masterful about her debate performance is I think, you know, for better or for worse, Hillary Clinton has been walking this gender tightrope for decades and she has not always been the most graceful at it. But what you saw on Monday night was it's almost like a melding of like, this is, this is who she is for. This has become who she is for so long. It doesn't feel performative. It feels like this is a woman who's been dealing with gendered crap in the public eye for decades. And she's up against an opponent from central casting and she's getting to show sort of all the skills she's learned over the years and just to be her from the cute little shimmy to the um, to her laugh to the way she was on, you know, she went out to the details. She was rehearsed. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like it was it was Hillary Clinton, the politician at peak performance, but also Hillary Clinton, like who she really is sort of coming together. I find being a woman right now so exhausting, though, because so much of the baggage of being a woman is just being like dumped out in the street in this election. I went on a little Twitter rant about this the other night. I moderated a women in leadership symposium this morning and I kept thinking, I love these events. They're super valuable. Amazing women speak at them. But what needs to happen is for these conversations to happen with an audience full of men. Because we spend all this time saying, how do I adapt to a masculine workplace? When what we should be saying is, how do we meet in the middle with these gendered characteristics? Because in some instances, like the way that feels natural to women is better. And it's not only it's more polite. It's more (laughs) considerate of people. It draws out the best in people. And I think 
having those thoughts about the business world and observing this race and pulling for the first woman president without pulling for Hillary Clinton and her ideology and then questioning my reactions to things and thinking, is this sexist or do I just not agree or what kind of sexism have I internalized? It's just making me tired. <laughs> um, I don't feel tired, obviously, because I love Hillary Clinton and her ideology. So, I mean, I feel like she's hitting her stride and it's energizing, much more energized than when I yawned, actually yawned on our recording. <laughs> On Monday night, so. I loved how our listener Fred said that bourbon and chocolate chip cookies are the scourge of nuance. I thought that was a terrific observation about our discussion. It's so true. It's so true. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, and Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. There's not much worse than a dry energy scalp. Also, when you get your hair colored and then it does not last as long as you and your stylist discussed, it could be that unfiltered, mineral-filled water is the culprit. Hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin, and about 85% of the United States uses hard water, filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered shower head comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered shower head. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered shower head is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code Pantsuit at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. 
Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. And they've even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit right. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get 15% off your order with code PODCAST15. So we do want to, before we leave, share some of your, um, we wanted to address some of your concerns about the interrupting, but we're also going to share Zoe's um, voicemail. She left a great voicemail about Hillary's uh, shimmy and also how she wishes Hillary would have more fully addressed the super predator comment. Hi, Sarah and Beth. Um, this is Zoe. I don't know if this is soon enough, but I just had a comment about the debate last night. Um, first of all, Hillary's shimmy um was kind of a great moment um i thought it was cool that she just displayed a lot of femininity and loosened up a little bit um and that everybody responded to that really well i feel like she's always been afraid of doing that and um her just being herself went a lot better than her trying to do anything else so hopefully she learns from that um the other comment i had was that i wish she would have addressed the super predator remarks she made and I think it would have been helpful for everybody if she had because that is something that is relatable to a lot of people I think Um, people had a lot less cultural awareness when she made that comment and things have changed a lot and I think it would be really healthy to see a political leader just say straight out you know what now when I watch that back it's disgusting like I'm I'm just shocked and horrified at that um and it's crazy what a different place I was in, and I've learned a lot. And I think that's what we need to do as a country is kind of all be able to admit our mistakes, all be able to learn, and then move forward together. Because if we reject every person who's ever had a racist thought or said something racist, like, we're not going to be <laughs> able to do anything constructive. So... I think that would have helped her a lot if she could have said something like that and brought people into her fold a little bit um, and gotten away from just being um, more righteous. I do do think it made her look kind of bad. But overall, um, I'm really excited to hear what you guys thought. And so I'll be waiting patiently for the new episode. Um, Hope you guys are having a good week. Bye. I do agree that she – well, I've heard that – that critique and I do think that there was a little more focus not because the moderation was unfair but because he walked into it with like sort of his issues than hers yeah I think that's I think that's true and I think it's something that she'll probably mop up in a later Mm -hmm. performance there's there is so much that this first debate didn't cover it's really difficult for me to believe that that Lester Holt did not get into Supreme Court appointments in this first debate. And I understand spacing the issues, but I also think you're probably not going to get the viewership for subsequent debates that you did for this one. And the Supreme Court issue is one we hear from person after person after person that they know people who think Donald Trump is horrific, but they are going to hold their nose and vote for him because of the Supreme Court. And so I think that issue deserves a lot of discussion, and I hope it gets it in the next debate. I'm excited to see Tim Kaine and Mike Pence, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think that'll be a good one. That's going to be a weird... 
and wild discussion. So I, that should be pretty interesting. Yeah, I agree. So on that note, we're looking forward to the next debate. And we'll be back, um, obviously, next week with our own show. And thank you so much for always being great listeners and giving us feedback and being generous when we're um, tired and yawning on air. And <laughs> besides that, just keep it nuanced, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>